Welcome back to the first episode of the Into Athletics podcast. Why are you laughing, Adrian? Uh, because I am underneath a blanket right now because you have it 57 degrees. <laughs> 57? <laughs> 67, dude. Oh, my bad. That is cold for a lot Good of people, day. though. But I'm over here sweating. My face is all hot. Maybe I'm just nervous. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we're drinking coffee. It's morning. Well, I guess it's 10, 20. It's not too early. Half the day is gone. <laughs> I know, right? That's what it feels <laughs> At least like that's anyway. what my dad used to say when it was 10. 10 o'clock? What time did you wake up? <laughs> Pretty early, man. We gotta get this day going. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Yeah, man. So, uh, topic today is talking about summer's over, but training shouldn't be. Um, we're gonna talk about the benefits of in-season training for the youth and the limiting factors affecting performance in the weight room. Uh, so, obviously, we have a slew of uh, uh, yeah, limiting factors that will affect these youth kids. Um, going from summer, coming from, and in school starting right away. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, so we're going to be diving into some techniques that I use um, in-season training, a little bit off-season in-season training with these kids, um, how I approach uh, going into school or starting school. I know school's already started and everything, but, you know, I figured this would still be a good topic since it's not, you know, too heavy into the, into the school year. Yeah, so, I mean, you have these kids who have been – chilling out eating chips all summer right and then they're coming in not only to start sports again right but mentally preparing for school and things like that other factors that are sort of driving them to be fatigued things like that right lack of sleep's huge we'll talk about that that could be a whole different podcast whole different (laughs) episode man uh but we'll we'll talk a little bit about that as well cool so where do you want to start today oh yeah man so i kind of want to talk about the um sort of the training off-season versus in-season uh, program and techniques that I use for the youth, uh, kind of like the frequency and, and things like that. Uh, I wouldn't really. I'm gonna talk a little bit about some of the kids that I work with now through the summer, and then what happens or what I changed yeah. uh, when they started school. Cool. So, um, yeah. So, like, what does that look like? Because I'm, I'm guessing in the summertime, is it more relaxed, just sort of keeping them conditioned? Or, and then once you hit like the sports season, like things change, like how does that look? Cause I have no idea. Yeah, man. So, um, it just honestly depends on age, um, and like kind of the prior level of activity. So, you know, I get a lot of kids that don't do, you know, Hey, I want to start, I want to make the team this year and they never yeah. played a sport, haven't played a sport in five years. So it, honestly, the, the, the simple answer to that is just, it just depends. But if I have somebody that's been playing, uh, for years and, and they've been in the weight room, you know, a little bit and things like that, the, the summer training will, will differ. Um, we'll start off kind of like with frequency, you know, if, if we're keeping it real simple here, uh, frequency for off season, what I do, especially for the summer is two to three sessions, you know, uh, a week. And depending on their experience, I will either have them kind of like in a semi-private setting or um, I will have them one-on-one for a little bit and then kind of merge them into like a semi-private setting with some other athletes. Um, and from there, when summer ends or as summer approach, approaches to an to the end, it's <laughs> yeah. my bad. Um, what will happen is I will try to go down to you know two sessions a week so they can kind of get ready mentally for school um, and things like that. And that's just sort of like how I'll approach that because I understand and even being a high school athlete myself back in the day, you know, it was kind of hard to get kind of mentally prepared, get ready for classes and things like that. So I kind of I don't pressure them into that third session if they can. So it, they, you know, two times is good um, for the week. Uh, when they're starting to merge into more of that into the school and in-season training and things like that. Sure. So is it like an obvious like wall they hit when school comes? Like if you didn't know that school existed and no one told you, 
would you definitely be able to tell like when they start up school like their difference in their like bodies and like their energy <clears throat> levels things like that man absolutely I mean it, it, their face as they're walking to before they even open the door yeah. before they even open the door whether they drive by themselves uh, whether their parents drop them off you, it, it, it's it's their ex- facial expressions you can see it uh, I mean some of them the first question I asked them was hey man hey what's up you know how you feeling I'm tired. That's always the <laughs> yeah. first one, you know. And, and my question is always after that is, how much sleep did you get? You yeah. know? So it's always those important questions that you really have to ask. And again, we'll get in a little bit deeper of some really specific questions that I ask these kids before. And the app that I use for my training um, that really helps me dive into their readiness. It kind of provides them a readiness score, a readiness survey. And I use it with all my clients um, in, in efforts to kind of gauge where they at where they are at that day yeah. and I can kind of look back and see what the trend is for them you know are they always tired and we'll kind of have to sit down and talk about that stuff cool. uh, so it's very it's very 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 obvious when these kids yeah. walk in when school's about to start I mean it's just <laughs> it's crazy man <clears throat> yeah I remember like it was always so difficult it's kind of like um I don't know it's almost like uh, uh like traveling having like the jet lag like you're so used to going to bed so late in the summertime oh yeah and then as a kid you don't want the summer to end so you'll go right up to the first day and then like go to bed at nine trying to get get up in the morning at like 6 a.m and it like it sticks with you for a few days so i can only imagine like also being like all right now i'm going to the gym <laughs> like, right i mean yeah i have this coach yelling at me telling me to get sleep and come in here and work out and i have school and i have tests and i have this yeah it gets hard, man, uh, and especially for them, you know, it really does. And we're going to talk about a little today about some certain techniques that I use. Uh, I really wouldn't say techniques, but kind of the way I approach some of these, some, especially some of the older athletes, uh, how I'll approach asking them certain questions um, and kind of, you know, uh, you know, watching what I say and things like that for them. Um, so maybe, you know, the parents could probably use some of those, you know, simple questions and stuff like that. Sure. Coaches. Yeah, so let's go right into that. I think that's a good sort of segue into how you sort of approach things and like getting into that rhythm again. Yeah, so um, school, you know, school starts uh, full week. Sometimes it's kind of weird. Some kids start on a Wednesday. I still don't know why they do that stuff. <laughs> or a Thursday. I'm like, dude, just let them give them off till Monday. Uh, but anyway, uh, so, but yeah, you know, biggest thing is probably about two to three weeks before school starts. Um, I kind of dialed down from, from a strength coach perspective on their program. I kind of dialed down their performance. Um, I'm laughing at that blanket, man. Uh, it's freezing in here. <laughs> <laughs> said it's set to 67. I know it's like 40 in here. Um, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, but yeah, I kind of dialed down their program and their volume a little bit. What I mean about volume is like the total repetitions and things that they do two to three weeks prior to school starts. And I do that uh, deliberately because I want these kids to kind of be able to recover through each session. Some of these kids are coming to me, you know, twice a week, three times a week. Some of these kids just kind of have to tell them don't come because they want to come all the time. Um, so what I do, um, and like I said, is I kind of dial down that volume. Um, I kind of focus on kind of relearning the skills that we learned from the beginning of the summer. Um, and the reason for that is, is so when they go into the off seat or when they get into the in season programming, they kind of learning those motor skills and those motor patterns again. Sure. Yeah. And I'm guessing a lot of these kids, like sometimes the beginning of school hits and they're just busy, you know, so a lot of them probably want to skip out on the gym or maybe they need to for certain reasons. So like, how do you sort of address that and sort of keep them 
Yeah, that's a hard one, man, because what, what happens is they have so much already so much pressure when it comes to getting good grades, whether that be from your parents or uh, good grades because the coach is telling you to because you, you want to be able to play. If you don't get good grades, you don't play. So they're already going through a lot of pressure. And, and trust me, man, I, I, I believe in that, you know, that that saying no pressure, no diamonds. I mean, you know, if you don't have pressure, you know, how are you going to be able to develop? Yeah. Um, but at the same time. Um, as gun ho as I am about lifting, as gun ho I am about okay, let's let's make this happen, kids. Let's make let's let's chase for that that spot on the team. I have to understand some of the things that they're going through. Yeah, you know, maybe I didn't or I'm not at that time, and the times are different at this. You know now, um, so ways that I've done that is I have every athlete that I have, I have their personal phone number. Um, so throughout the week, whether it's one time, two times, if I know they're about to come and see me, uh, one of the things I've, I've done is always kind of just check up on them. Like, Hey, you know, don't forget you got a Saturday session at 10. Um, so what that allows, uh, to do what I think what helps is it allows them to kind of, Oh, okay. My coach is kind of checking on me. Let me know. Don't forget. I have a 10 AM session. Um, okay. This is a perfect opportunity for me to ask him, you know, Hey, can we go later? Hey, I'm going through this. So it gives us a couple of days to kind of discuss, you know, we need to work on either A, you need to get sleep prior to the session or, or, or B, you know, let's just skip this session out because I have, and that's a huge thing. People are like, why are you letting some of these kids, why are you letting, you know, skip out on these sessions? I'm not necessarily letting them skip out on sessions. Um, I'm actually taking what they're telling me, which is huge and about communication, taking what they're telling me and, and I'm taking it to consideration because like I said, times are different now. I don't know what they're going on through home a lot, all right? So um, if they're sleepy and it's obvious that some of these kids are not getting enough sleep, that decreases performance so much if you do not get enough sleep. Um, and that, again, can be a whole different episode. Um, and I'll hopefully have someone here to kind of talk about that a little bit more in depth when, when we're talking about sleep and lack of performance sure. and stuff like that. Yeah, and I can imagine, too, like... It's kind of, I know a lot of things in life, it's almost better to like not come to the gym today and, you know, fix whatever is going on than come and like add that more stress. Like right. they're not going to be able to lift as much. Like things aren't going to be, it's not going to be like good for them almost. It right. could be somewhat detrimental. So yeah, it's one of those risk and reward kind of things. Yeah. So I want to just push this kid to say that I can. And, and sometimes, you know, we can do that and we can get away with it, but it's not always the best idea. Um, and, and that's kind of one of these things too, where I have to sometimes maybe text a parent or maybe talk to a parent and kind of explain to them that, you know, if if these kids, and I've had scenarios where kids are getting dropped off and they don't want to get out of the car, you know, and and, and I go out there, you know, uh, you know, I'll vouch for the, for these kids and these athletes. And and that's, that's kind of my job, you know, and they don't want to get out because they're sleepy, tired and exhausted. Don't come to me. Yeah. You see, (laughs) I'm not trying to be rude or mean. It's just, you know, don't come to me with. First, that mindset and, and the lack of performance and the and the risk is yeah is you know it, it, it doesn't there's no point you know sure yeah I think that's really cool and I think keeping the communication open like having their number to text them like it allows them to feel okay with telling you things that are right. going on like exactly. the more you're talking with them the more they can be like man I really got this thing going on where maybe like before like if a coach is like come to practice mm-hmm. like they don't feel comfortable saying like I can't because it's just 
I'll see you when you get here type right. thing, you know? Right. So I think that's huge. Yeah. And I've always wanted to be, when I started this business, um, a coach that was going to be approach. I want to be approachable. Like I want, I want you to be able to come to me if there's an issue and things like that. Now I'm not saying that I'm going to take any parent role or nothing like that with it. I might give them a little, a little advice that maybe if I went through something, uh, but, but definitely I want to be approachable, you know, and what that allows me to do is actually what I've seen in this is I've actually, they've gained more confidence in that. Um, and they've actually done better in their performance, being able to communicate like that, being able to say, Hey, I got to take this time off. Hey, you know, yeah, I can come in or, Hey, I might be able to take another session this week. Um, yeah. so it helps, which is cool. Um, and I think too, like, just so you guys know, Adrian's not some loosey goosey, like come to the gym whenever you feel like it. Like <laughs> he could be hard on these kids too. He's hard on me in the gym. Spencer um, knows. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, but it is, it, you know, it comes from a place of understanding. And if it's just because you're like tired because you stayed up late playing Fortnite or something, like that's one thing. But if you got something going on, like, and you can talk through that, you know, that's another thing. So. Right, exactly, exactly. So we always got to just kind of be, you know, the communication is key and, and kind of just being true. You know, I, I'm real with them and, and, yeah. and you know, they're real with me. And, and what that allows is, building that relationship you know and I think honestly too um, you know some of these coaches and, and I'm not going to say anything about the parents because I don't have any kids uh, but some of these coaches I mean if they're a little bit more approachable they'll kind of see where these kids are coming from and I think personally that carries over into the field a little bit more mm-hmm. and it allows them to form, perform even better and if anything it helps in their confidence and overall yeah. the goal here is to kind of help these kids develop you know, yeah. not only in the weight room, it's not always about banging and clinging weights around and things like <laughs> yeah. that. So, you know. Yeah. So sort of going off that, I guess what, um, cause it's one thing to just be there every day. It's another thing to like know exactly what's important. Um, especially as you go from off season to in season. So what are, what are some of the things that you really hit hard on when you get into in season, some like lifts, things like that, that are really important you know, but also like a lot of people will have questions of if I'm playing sports every day, why do I come to the gym every day, you know, or, or three times a week or whatever it might be. So what lifts are important? What exercises are important to keep them going throughout the season? Yeah, man. So uh, honestly, it's going to always depend on, again, I'm always going to go back age experience and things like that, but some of the biggest lifts, and we can talk about regressions and progressions of, of different exercises all the time. But um, going in from off season, we're trying to get you strong. We're trying to go into you know getting the movement patterns right and things like that for so it can meet the demands of your sport. Um, so in season, what we work on is really, really the specific movements that you're going to be doing on the field. Um, if you're going to do what you're doing on the court and things like that, but at the same time, and what some people don't understand, and I'm not saying strength coaches, but what I want to pinpoint some actual coaches from the school don't understand is that volume that they're doing so the jumping and 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 the and the cutting and things like that on that core can be at some times detrimental to these kids ankles knees and hips and things like that so so what i do is i try to um incorporate some of those some of those um those movements that they're going to be using Mm -hmm. i try to incorporate that incorporate those into every session that they have 
you know, and I've been to some places where speed and agility is always on the back burner or, you know, jumping at some points are always like on the back burner. Let's just get them strong as could be. Yeah, trust me. I believe in that. I believe getting being strong, uh, you're more resilient, things like that. I get that. It makes them feel good. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the same time, we got to be able to meet these these demands once they get on that court and on that field. So I try to get as close as I can to uh, to what they're going to be doing in the actual sport, which is cool because, I mean, for that aspect, it's very, you know, personal to them. Like, if they're playing basketball, they don't need to be, like, doing crazy, like, lifts that a lineman would do playing football. Right, exactly. So, it's, it's, uh, it's super interesting. A lot of this stuff is, is new to me. You know, I'm aware of it, but Adrian's the guy here, so I'm learning along with you guys listening. So, this is pretty cool. So, um, let's see here. Hmm. Coaches like seeing the business. Oh, that's a good. That's a good thing. So, so we got notes here. We're kind of going off of. So, coaches, you know, when they get these kids in, a lot of them who haven't done off-season training, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to be able to see that. And then the ones who have been, you know, they're going to see like, man, you've you've like progressed over the summer, which is huge. So, right. like, what what do you do to sort of uh, help them continue? You know, meet the kids where they are at the level that they're coming you know, to the mat, I guess. You're talking about the kids that weren't doing anything? Well, both. I mean, you're going to have kids that weren't, and then you're going to have kids that, you know, worked hard all summer. So how do these coaches sort of meet them and how do you help them continue where they are, you know, meet them where they are? That makes sense. As far as if they're not coming to me and if they're just going to be practicing uh, by themselves. Sure. Cause I mean, you work with the schools as well. Right. So some of these like athletes, you know, you're moving them into the school system and like that training. Right. But then there are some schools where you're getting kids from the summer who haven't worked with you or maybe they have. Like, how do you help the coach understand that level that they're at and help them continue? Like, because you have kids at all different levels. Right. So how do you have one coach coaching them as a like one unit, I guess? Right, right. Um, well, they can use different things. What they have to understand is um, regardless of where they are, regardless if you got half of your group, uh, one group that hasn't been doing anything all summer long because of traveling, one group that has been working out and things like that. I think what happens is if you try to get some of those kids, if you try to, if the coach would kind of um, explain to them or have someone explain to them, or even it's kind of visual for the kids that haven't been doing anything, look at what these kids have gained from the summer of doing something. Right. And I think what happens is it's kind of taking, um, the kids that have been really working hard in the summer, if they hold those others accountable and, and kind of say, hey, man, this is what I did to help me out and things like that. So it's not yeah. necessarily, I would say, the coaches, but sometimes the athletes. It just kind of goes out to the athletes. The athletes that have been working, you know, it's not only just for you, man. You know, help those yeah. other kids that haven't been in the gym to, to kind of go in. Um, now, and the coaches can kind of go out to their other resources, whether it be me, whether it be somebody, uh, to come and, and kind of continue that strength and conditioning in season with that with the whole group together. And then that kind of leaves the job for that strength conditioning coach yeah. to separate the group into into where they need to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> and I, I guess like that, that sort of um, – we've kind of already answered it, but like the importance of – them realizing that it's it, it is it is important to continue you know strength and conditioning even in the season it's not just about the x's and o's it's not right. just about you know how fast can you run down the field and catch the football it's like how do we improve on that how do we beat people off the ball and things and so how do you sort of help coaches and even parents realize the importance 
and why is it important for these kids to keep doing that throughout the season? Because I feel like a lot of parents will be like, I'm not running my kid into the ground. You know, they're practicing every day. Why do they need to go to the gym? Right, So right. Um, it's funny because especially in, in the younger age, uh, especially when they haven't hit that growth spurt, mm-hmm. um, you know, so if those kids, okay, first I'll, I'll, I'll uh, rewind a little bit. How the best way for me to approach that is educating the athlete when he's with me, mm-hmm. because if I can get them to vouch, um, for kind of, kind of, I would say buy into what I'm trying to do for them. Once they buy in, they kind of speak it into their parents. Sure. And once they their parents hear that, they see it, then they will kind of understand. Sometimes the parents allow those kids to kind of say, okay, he enjoys this. He sees the benefit. He likes the benefit. makes them feel good. If I can get these kids to buy into that, into my programs, what happens is, like I said, it kind of just feeds, the parents kind of feed off of what those kids are telling them. Does that make sense? So it's sure. going to start with them. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's pretty cool. It's, I mean, it's like education in general. Exactly. Like I think if a kid, man. if a kid doesn't know why he's learning something or how it's going to help him in life, he's right. not going to want to learn it. Like right. he's not going to listen. So, and that's one reason why I do. I love the whole aspect of one on ones and then merging into semi private because you actually get to educate them on why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, and once they see that. And once they hear that and, and then they see the results and they see that things are getting better, their, their squat pattern is getting better, they're getting stronger, they're lunging, they're jumping higher, they're moving better, that buy-in, if they explain that to their parents, their, pa- their parents see that on the court or on the field, yeah. that's where it gets it started. Yeah. So now they're going to see the importance of that. I'm not trying to get them to understand the difference between off-season training and in-season training at this point. I'm trying to get them bought in into the fact that how important it is for them to do it, whether that be with me or with someone sure. um, that can help them. Yeah. So how how do like some of these coaches like if they don't have the equipment that you're using, you know, for some of these athletes or, you know, a lot of schools will have a gym like with big weights and things. But what about like strength conditioning as far as quickness, things like that? Do you need a ton of like crazy equipment to do these things or can it be real simple? Oh man, it can be it can be really simple. Um, a lot of times, uh, you know, when I first started this business, again, I was um, bringing my my services to the schools. I didn't have a lot of equipment. I mean, you can use bands, you can use med balls, you can use body weight, you can do jumps. Now, again, with that, it's all about the volume, the sets, right. the intensity, the volume, how you incorporate that into the program is what's going to benefit. You don't need a lot of fancy equipment. You really don't. I mean, some of the best ways, you know, to get stronger and to activate those fast twitch muscles is to sprint. I mean, you, you create so much velocity in that sprinting and that fast as you can sprint, it really does help and it really does carry over. A lot of these sports, what do you do? Yeah. You go from a stop and you go from a go as fast <laughs> as you possibly can. Right. I mean, so, you know, what other way to get better at that in the game than to actually train that and do that? Now, there are reps and, and sets and things like that to that will help. And that you should actually know um, and, and who to separate to do what and, and things like that. But other than that, man, you don't need a lot of equipment. I mean, when I take, when I go somewhere, it's bands, um, med balls, uh, boxes, if they have boxes or if I have to bring mine, hurdles, um, things like that. Because I feel like that carries over a little bit more. Sure. If you have 20 something kids and you don't have a facility, you know, to put them in at the schools, then you're going to have to do it to you know, work with what you have. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess, you know, we've addressed it. It's important to always be 
conditioning, getting faster, working on yourself, even throughout the season. Um, playoff time is kind of a whole different ball game for a lot of these sports. So do you up that even during playoff times or do you keep it consistent? How does that change and look different? Uh, so I, I keep it consistent pretty much, but going on, going with that, the, the speaking of playoff, that's why it's so important. That's why in season is so important. You know, you can't go all summer long and train and then stop because within three weeks, you're going to see a significant difference in your strength. Yeah. You know, with these kids are going to, especially those who are going through that growth spurt that are young athletes, they're going to see it even quicker than three weeks. Mm-hmm. All right. Because it is obviously about with a lot of things, it's about consistency, you know, so you train three times a week for summer long, you go to training nothing at all. And then you come in the basketball season, football season, and you wonder why your your players can't compete in December. <laughs> yeah, it's probably because you went from training every day to not training at all. Sure, you know you can reap the benefits of one to two times a week. You know, working with these kids, and I'm not saying contact me to train them. I'm saying get a little bit more educated on what the benefits of this in season will do for your kids. Sure, not only will they get stronger, builds confidence, less uh, risk of injury. Um, and things like that. Yeah. So, and that's what you want. You know, you're, you're vouching as a coach. You're vouching for these kids. You want the best for these kids. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so that helps. So that was kind of like a last point I wanted to sort of ask you about. Here is I feel like a lot of people would think if you're working regular practices and conditioning and strength training, is that going to leave you more prone to injury when you come to playoff season? If you've been worked to death all season, or I'm asking because I don't know. Or does that stuff help prevent those injuries? Well, it all depends on the volume. So if you have somebody going, volume, yeah, yeah, the volume. So if you're if you're just going in and you're and you're having these practices um, and you're going all out and things like that, and and, and a strength coach comes in or your coach comes in and goes, okay, do uh, five sets of fifty box squats or you know back squats or goblet squats, then obviously you know those muscles are going to be sore, man. So the whole right. point in that in season technique is to try to find a volume with either each individual, depending on how big your size is or as a, as a whole team, to find that program that works or build a program that will keep them strong for what they work for in the summer and keep their strength in season, but try to reduce as much um, soreness as possible because the mm. guys and the girls are already going to be sore from running and sprinting and cutting. Right. You see? Um, and people forget the importance of... Okay, I'm running left. I'm I'm cutting left, right. I'm sprinting forward. You know, backpedaling things like that. They they forget the importance of the movement aspect too. So the in season training doesn't necessarily have mean I have to lift ninety percent of my one rep max, or mm-hmm. you know I have to max out every day. It you move. Yeah. You can use those. That's what I'm talking about. With limited supplies, when worse you know comes worse, use bands. You know you can do lunges. You can do lateral lunges, overhead presses, you can do face pulls to work on your scaps. I mean, so many different things that you can do. Um, so, so yeah, I mean. Cool. So sort of wrapping up here, it sounds, you know, this stuff is important and it might cost a little extra money, but it sounds like in this area, in Roanoke and surrounding regions, there's plenty of trainers who can help with that if your school doesn't have one, you right. know, or even if your school does like off season. So what do you sort of recommend in terms of finding someone to, you know, help, you know, coach you in strength conditioning in season and out? Well, obviously you can uh, contact me. <laughs> <laughs> not, dude, not you. No. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I mean, you can contact me, but no, in all seriousness, no, I mean, everybody, everybody's going to have uh, those coaches that they click with. And that's the most important thing. And going back to talking about communication, once you click with the coach, it doesn't matter if they're doing you good and they're helping. That's what matters. 
Um, I mean, you know, there's there's several local gyms around Roanoke. I, I don't know um, as far as if they're taking their business into the schools like, like I am or not or, right. or, or what they're doing. And I, I don't really um, know what techniques and stuff they're using. Um, um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's always branch out. I mean, you can, you can always, you know, email, you know, into athletics.com. Uh, you can, you can get on there and check it out and email me and I can, you know, find a resource for you if yeah. it's not me. If anything, you know? just to ask you questions and see exactly you know, you what know, you the can, best fit would be. Exactly. Exactly. And if it's something to where, which, you know, what I've noticed that is huge around here is, you know, some schools doesn't, don't, don't provide a budget for this. Mm-hmm. Some schools do not provide a budget for these kids to get this extra training on the side. They think of it as a luxury. Yeah. Well, people have to understand, uh, it, it may be a luxury, but at the same time, it, it's benefiting your kid that's right. going to school and playing these sports, especially if you're a kid that plays multiple sports, which we will get into that a little bit more when we get into more episodes about, uh, you know, um, uh, training for only one sport all year long all year long sure it's like that um but yeah which is cool but uh i think this is a good stopping point man i think we've covered some cool stuff Absolutely. Um, do you have anything else you want to add before we sort of close out no i think that's it man uh, that's that's covered everything we we wanted to discuss today so cool you freezing over there no i'm good now this blanket's kept me warm <laughs> it's a good blanket yeah it's a great blanket <laughs> cool all right thanks guys so much for listening uh subscribe if you want to hear more episodes we really appreciate you guys leave comments um hit hit us up on twitter as well not twitter you don't even have twitter i don't have twitter that's horrible <laughs> why did i say twitter my, i need to get in my sh- social media game nah, dude, i don't use twitter either <laughs> where, where can people hit you up like instagram yeah facebook. instagram yeah instagram facebook um into athletics.com um yeah Cool. So look forward to more episodes and thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time.